Hey guys, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Eleni, and I'm so grateful that you are choosing to spend this time here with me today. Um, I know that this episode is a few days late, and I apologize for that, um, but given the topic, I feel that it is fitting that it shows that, you know, sometimes things don't always go as planned or on time and things like that. And so for this week's episode... I'm going to talk a little bit about mental health and how it can impact your hunger, um, your eating habits, and things like that, and also a little bit about my experience in receiving um, mental health care and how fatphobic and biased the healthcare system in regards to mental health as well as physical health is... um, towards individuals and larger size bodies. So let's just get straight into it. Um, So anxiety um, and depression, which are the two topics that I feel that I see most commonly in my clients, I also experience myself, um, are very complicated mental health issues. This is for a variety of reasons, but not limited due to everyone having different symptoms and those symptoms manifesting themselves in different ways. And really mental health plays a huge role in our ability to eat, um, prepare ourselves food and things like that. So I thought I would just start off a little bit about my personal experience and how I was basically fat shamed in a way by the healthcare provider that I was seeing for therapy. Um, And let me know if this resonates with you guys. Um, My DMs are always open. Um, My Instagram handle is all.bodies.nutrition. So feel free if you feel that any of this resonates with you to send me a message. It really makes my day to talk with you guys and get feedback and things like that. Um, so I have always struggled with anxiety um, and bouts of depression, and I never really knew that that was what I was experiencing. I knew the depression part, um, but I wouldn't say that that is the main um, diagnosis that I am currently experiencing. But throughout my life, I would say depression was something that I definitely struggled with. Um, For those of you who may not know, my father passed away when I was very young. I was turning seven, I was turning eight in that fall. So he passed away in June. So I was seven years old. Um, And so that was like kind of the beginning of my life where I first experienced loss. And a few years later, um, my father's sister, my aunt, she passed away very suddenly. Um, so death was something that was a big part of my life. A lot of changes happened very quickly. And I believe that that is really the root of my anxiety because so many things were out of my control and it kind of just like built up throughout my lifetime. And it kind of, for lack of a better term, like exploded a few years ago, I would say due to a variety of reasons, um, But I got to a place where I knew that I needed help with my mental health. And so I, like many others, thought that um, 
I didn't just want to be put on some sort of medication. Um, I had, I guess, a bias towards it, which obviously in hindsight, I wish that I didn't. And I wish that I, you know, received that type of medical care much sooner. But nonetheless, I seeked out um, a therapist that was in network for my health insurance. She lives about a 10 minute drive away from me. She had an office in her house and um, I started to see her. And this was a few years ago. I think this was probably 2019, um, I believe. It's all kind of a blur now. Ever since 2020, I feel like it's still 2019 now. But anyways, um, so I started going to her and I at that point I was experiencing panic attacks a lot of anxiety, um, just like an over, overwhelming feeling of helplessness and worry. Um, and it was really just very difficult for me to live my day-to-day life. And the weird thing about mental health is that it may only impact you in certain situations. So certain situations that other people may be like feeling anxious about or struggle with like public speaking or um, presenting for work or for like your business and things like that, that stuff never bothered me. Um, I never got anxious about it. Um, I had given presentations during that time and I was like completely fine. But once I would like finish my presentation and stopped, you know, answering questions, I would get back in my car and I would get back to that like poor mental state that I was in prior but the people that I was like presenting to I remember specifically I was presenting to um a local high school um in regards to feeding issues with like um children that are special needs and how to help increase the nutrient density of their diets and things like that and I remember like going driving up to the school going in and it was like I can switch I could switch it on and off when it came to like work situations so whether it be my clients or you know giving presentations and things like that but once I was by myself and everything else was said and done that other part of me would kind of take over and so anyways I digress but I started to see this um I believe she was a psychiatrist and she was nice um but it was literally a complete waste of time. She was really not a good fit for me. And in retrospect, working with her was actually counterproductive for me. Um, I had like explained my like life story to her. I told her how I was feeling and things like that and you know it was nice to have someone to just like listen to what you were feeling in like more of a professional setting like someone who was outside of your life but it was like not really going anywhere and it wasn't really addressing any of like the symptoms that I was experiencing and I feel like in her position realizing that I was able to identify how I was feeling and roots of how why I was feeling the way that I was feeling, but I was still experiencing these like extreme anxiety related symptoms. She should have recommended that I go on a medication. Now she could not prescribe medication, but you know, it's something that 
my physician would have worked with her with. But um, I remember vividly me explaining to her like my journey throughout my life in regards to my weight and how, you know, I went through a period where I lost a lot of weight very rapidly and I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. I have a whole episode talking about um, me developing binge eating disorder while losing over 100 pounds in a previous episode. So if you haven't already heard that, I do recommend that you take a listen because it'll definitely open your eyes to why people may lose weight and how it could also be very harmful to someone's mental and physical health. I, I had explained that to her and, you know, I am still someone who is in a larger size body. And I told her about my love for lifting weights and how I was feeling was negatively impacting my ability to eat adequately throughout the day. I was constantly feeling so nauseous. Like the second I woke up, I was having very bad stomach pains related to my anxiety. And she looked at me and said, well, do you think that you're losing weight? And in that moment, I had like, like, a, like, it was like, I came to a screeching halt. And I was like, in my head, what does that have to do with anything? Because my inability to consume adequate food throughout the day and having very low energy and not being able to have the energy to go to the gym and lift has nothing to do with whether or not I lost weight. I could have, in theory, been meeting my estimated you know, nutritional needs. I could have been maintaining my weight while still struggling with eating throughout the day. So I could have had one large meal, let's say, that meet a lot of, that met a lot of my nutritional needs and then the smaller meals that I would eat throughout the day to try to put something in my system could have met my nutritional needs easily. But the fact that she even asked me that question was like a huge red flag for me because like I just said, it was completely irrelevant to what I was saying. Whether or not I had lost weight or I was gaining weight or not had nothing to do with these strong physical symptoms that I was feeling where I was so nauseous and and having terrible pains in my stomach because of my anxiety that... I wasn't able to eat normally throughout the day and it was really impacting my life and the fact that she turned it to like her own fat bias by saying well if she's not losing weight then it's not really a problem or she should lose weight and it the conversation somehow transitioned into that I could lose more weight and that she had other patients with PCOS that were able to do it and how come I didn't weigh myself every week and things like that because I had explained to her that I did not weigh myself I did not care what it said on the scale and active weight loss was not my goal my goal was just to nourish my body in a way that made me feel good to engage in movement that made my body feel good and to get stronger in terms of like lifting and things like that and she just steered the conversation into her opinion or 
she was, I don't even know what it was, but she was basically saying like, maybe you feel so sad because of your weight. And I was just, I I stopped seeing her right after that. It was a terrible experience. And I had explained to her that I was on a self-love journey to learn how to love and accept my body and know that it's very likely that I am just meant to be in a larger size body. And after all of the weight changes that I've gone through throughout my life, it has done a lot of damage to my metabolism. And so at this point, as long as my lab values are within normal limits and I am feeling good with the food that I'm eating and that I'm trying to get a variety of nutrients in throughout the day and that I'm moving my body in a reg- on a regular basis in a way that made me feel good, I was happy and it was okay. And the fact that she turned that whole conversation into a subject around my weight, which by the way, she's not even qualified to assess or give any sort of uh, recommendations or anything like that was just so hurtful because I felt so betrayed because I had spent all these months with her talking about how I was building like my online business on my Instagram and how I was sharing with others that it's okay to be in a larger size body and still feel beautiful and curvy and things like that. And I had explained that all to her. And the fact that after all of that time, she came at, came to me and was saying that I was feeling this way maybe because of my weight and may, that, am I actually losing weight and how come how am I tracking my progress if I don't weigh myself and all this other stuff. It was just like so, it was such a negative experience and I'm grateful that because I also am a healthcare provider as a registered dietitian, I recognized what she was telling me and how she was very biased towards me in regards to my weight. And she turned this mental health conversation to something that was not related to what I was experiencing, made me say, okay, this person is, I'm no longer going to be seeing this person. And so I, you know broke up with her for lack of a better term and it was just very upsetting so the reason why I'm telling you guys all of this not only is it something that I think is important for you guys to recognize but if you ever feel like someone is not addressing your healthcare concerns please drop them and find someone else new because at the end of the day you deserve to have adequate health care where you're feelings are addressed and your concerns are addressed and how whatever you're suffering with is evaluated in a way that actually addresses the problem because just because you may be in a larger size body you may not be in a larger size body but regardless if it doesn't feel right and your concerns are not being addressed you need to find a new healthcare provider and I know for a lot of people that may be difficult depending on your health insurance and your coverage and your um avail like what kind of providers are available to you i know a lot of people that are living in rural areas that may not have as many options and in regards to mental health there are a lot of um practitioners that can provide telehealth services so even if they're not near you um you can still find someone to work with um and one last point just in regards to this situation is that 
someone can be experiencing disordered eating symptoms, which is something that I was experiencing. And it wasn't because I was intentionally, um, you know, restricting my intake. It was because of my physical symptoms that um, I was not really able to consume adequate meals, balanced meals throughout the day for the most part. Um, And it has nothing to do with the size of your body. You can be experiencing this whether you're in a quote-unquote small body or a larger size body. Um, So this is going to transition into how things like anxiety and depression can impact your ability to eat, which I kind of talked about my experience, and your ability to prepare food, um, eat food, find food that you enjoy eating, and things like that. So one thing, so I I guess I'm just going to go through like my list over here. So firstly, if you're experiencing mental health symptoms that are very draining in terms of your energy, sometimes preparing full meals may not be a realistic goal for you. I know for me, I oftentimes rely on convenience foods because of the fact that the thought of preparing a meal at a certain time seems too overwhelming for me and it adds on more work in my head and I'd rather dedicate my time and effort towards my business and my clients and so I have learned that certain meals that I consume I generally will consume like a convenience food so whether it's like a Starbucks breakfast um, or something that I can order for dinner um, is something that I rely on and I know a lot of times in our society people like shame individuals for having convenience foods whether it's frozen foods or fast foods or takeout and things like that and people view it as like not being healthy but that is not true whatever way you are able to nourish your body is something that's good and I would argue that if you feel overwhelmed from having to cook a meal or prepare a meal or even prepare a meal and then have to clean up after Um, And so you would just like avoid eating or choose an item that isn't really nourishing your body or giving you like enough energy to function um, is not healthy. So I would rather you get something from fast food or takeout or whatever than not eat. So that is number one. Number two is that sometimes even just the task of like washing dishes can seem very overwhelming. So I know that it's bad for the environment. And, you know, I hope that like for me personally, that I will get to a place where I am, I guess, like better adjusted to how I'm feeling. But sometimes, like I just said, it's difficult to even just like wash a dish and a fork and so I will rely on like recyclable paper goods and things like that um and I actually received a dm from someone one time where they were like wow I didn't even think of doing that and I know it sounds silly but like let's say you don't feel like washing the dish or you don't have the energy to and then you just like keep it in the sink and then it just piles up and then you feel so overwhelmed because you have all these dishes to wash 
So it just kind of feeds into the anxiety or the depression or, you know, whatever you're feeling. And so relying on something that's disposable, preferably something that's recyclable, um, can be very helpful. The third thing on my list is to honor your hunger, but if you're not feeling hungry, you should still eat. And I know that this kind of goes against like the intuitive eating thing, but for a lot of people suffering with mental health issues, a lot of times we are not experiencing those hunger cues. So for me, um, I won't feel hungry or I won't feel hungry and I'll also feel very nauseous. And so trying to have small, frequent meals throughout the day to just keep you going to give your body some energy is definitely a goal. Um, For some of my clients that also experience this, I have them set timers on their phone to remind them to eat every few hours. And even if it's just something as simple as like an apple and peanut butter or toast with some butter or, you know, whatever it might be, just something small that you're able to tolerate that, you know, is going to give your body some energy is really important because what ends up happening is is if you go the whole day without eating, it ends up just making you feel much more tired, much more lethargic, and you're not giving your body what it needs. And this goes for anyone in any size body, not just individuals in smaller size or normal size bodies or, you know, whatever description you'd like to use. Even in individuals in larger size bodies can be experiencing this as well. So on one end of the spectrum, so now we're going to go to the next point. So on one end of of the spectrum, you have individuals who are suffering with mental health related issues that don't feel hungry. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have individuals who feel that they just eat all the time because of how they're feeling. This may be overeating. This may be feeling like you're a bottomless pit. This may be binging that those are also valid um, behaviors related to mental health. And there is not one that is better than the other or worse than the other. They're both symptoms that people experience and it's okay. And again, it's okay and it should be addressed regardless of the size of your body. So if you are someone who is experiencing the other end of the spectrum where you feel like you're always hungry and you're consuming just a lot of foods that may not necessarily make you feel good or you may feel guilty after. Number one, I don't want you to feel guilty. There is absolutely no reason for feeling guilty in regards to food. And if eating certain foods makes you feel better for that time, then that's okay. But I want you to be aware of what you're having and to sit before you eat something and think about it and say, okay, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? You may be hungry, you may not be hungry, and if you're not hungry, say, okay, is consuming this going to make me feel better, even if it's just for that moment? Is it going to keep me full? Is it just going to give me some energy? And if those answers are yes, and you feel like that's what you really want, then that's what you should have, and it's okay. 
but I want to encourage you to be mindful about it in the sense that you are recognizing what your behavior is and why you are engaging in it. Another recommendation for individuals that may be experiencing that is to ensure that you are still having balanced meals, meaning that you're having some sort of protein, some sort of carbohydrate, and then some sort of like vegetable or fruit. And try to have as balanced of meals as you can to ensure that you are giving yourself a variety of nutrients. And this goes for the individuals who are struggling with their appetite as well. But sometimes larger meals may be too cumbersome for you, so you can scale back on the portion sizes, um, but really trying to get anything into your system is better than nothing. And so for individuals that feel like they're relying on what they're eating to help them through this time, um, I always encourage the balanced meals. I also encourage you to try to include higher fiber foods. So not just fruits and vegetables, but like whole grains that have more fiber. So things like quinoa, whole grain bread. Um, There are pasta varieties that contain more fiber that are more filling and satisfying, like bonza, which is a chickpea-based pasta. It has a lot of protein and fiber, so it will increase the fullness that you feel. I know Barilla, the brand Barilla contains, um, I think the variety is called Barilla Protein Plus. That is a little bit higher fiber and more protein. So again, trying to pick foods that maybe will feel more filling in your stomach can help you feel more satisfied after your, um, your meal. And last but not least, I would say... It's really important to make sure that you are adequately hydrated. Um, I know that sometimes that's like the last thing on your mind is drinking enough water, but I can't tell you how important it is to make sure that your body is adequately hydrated. And it doesn't just have to be plain water. It could be seltzer. It could be um, tea. It could be um, any sort of like energy, not energy drink, don't drink energy drinks if you're experiencing anxiety, because I will tell you that it will not be beneficial. Um, It'll definitely, a high amount of caffeine will definitely not be beneficial. But I meant like, you know, Gatorade or vitamin water or things like that. The electrolyte related drinks are so important. And I know a lot of times, like I was saying, it's hard for you to function as a human If you have a family, take care of your family. If you're working, you know, do your, like, you know, go to work or if you're working from home and then feeding yourself. And so, like, the last thing on the list of things is probably drinking enough fluids. But, again, it's really important for you to get in enough fluids to prevent constipation, to prevent headaches. And it's just overall important to just make sure that you're giving yourself enough fluids throughout the day. So I hope that this episode gave you a little bit of insight into, um, you know, how mental health can impact your ability to eat and your nutritional status. And I only spoke about two of the more common um, mental health related issues that I experienced, but also a lot of my clients experience. Now, there are, of course, many, many different mental health Um, obstacles out there as well 
if I didn't touch upon something and you guys have a question about, you know, what you're experiencing and things like that, feel free again to DM me. Um, I'll leave my Instagram information and my email down below. And as always, thank you so much for spending this time with me and I will see you guys next week.